We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. We've got the Wednesday, December 13th episode here. Plenty of NBA news for us to dive into. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me over on X at Trevor underscore Lane, over on threads and Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA, joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, are you posting stuff on threads and Instagram? I know you've got like Instagram and everything. You just don't really post anything over there. Are you starting to post stuff there? I have not yet. Yeah, I'm I'm holding out. I'm I yeah, I started on Blue Sky like uh-huh. a couple months ago when it looked like a lot of people were gonna move to Blue Sky. And then I stopped. I, I get overwhelmed with all this stuff and I'm not like I don't know, I'm not smart enough to figure out a way to write it one place and have a post five. Uh, nor do you know this is a like the, the Keith Smith company is a one man operation, so uh, I don't have an intern that can do any of that stuff for me either. So, so yeah, so far I'm sticking to 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 Twitter and and I'll hang in there. But I will say, if we get into the point where like most of the insiders move over to Threads, I'll probably start figuring it out, and that seems yeah. to be the direction it's going because Blue Sky just doesn't seem to have any real kind of momentum towards it, which is unfortunate because it's the most Twitter-like of of all the ones. But yeah, so yeah. far just just hanging on. Maybe we can follow me over there. It's Keith Smith NBA on uh, uh, Threads, but you're, you're not going to see a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, you know, we'll see what what ultimately happens with all this stuff. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. We what we need is we need Wolf from from Ryan <laughs> Howard. That's, yeah. what, that's what we need. Uh, we we need that just post one place and it go, and it goes everywhere. Uh, at this point, because I do the same thing when I post. Like I try to remind. Okay, I want to do one post on Instagram a day. Does it happen? No, because I always forget. Because it's one other thing that I have to post to. Or okay, now you got to. I got to post to to Twitter. I got to post to Threads. I've got my all my stuff on YouTube. Of course, obviously, we've got our podcast feed. Now you've got uh, now you've got uh, the Instagram page itself that you got to post. It's man, so <laughs> many different portals. It's hard to keep up with all of it. Yeah, and then like, and I'm trying to fax you messages, and you're like, I don't have a fax machine. This is a 1987. What are you doing? And I'm like, that's why it's always busy. Um, the yeah, last no, fax I got just said I'm back. Yeah, that's it, right? The last last fax I got was from Dwight from the future, um, and he was warning me of not to drink the coffee. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Wolf, uh, what was it? Washington University Public Health bought him out, right? Yeah, Public <laughs> Health Fund. Yep they they yeah. they bought him out. They got their yep. money back. <laughs> Last minute, fortunately. And I now like, and, today, and, and Ryan sent a wolf to them to tell them. 
yeah. sold company quite a ride, <laughs> yeah. whatever it was. <laughs> I, and now today that technology would be worth so much because it would save right? me so much time to be able to oh, just post goodness. everywhere all at once. Yep. All right. Well, we've got plenty to talk about in the NBA world, and I guess we got to start here. Let's let's come out swinging, Keith. Uh, Draymond, what the hell, man? Yeah. What do you what do you do? It hasn't even been a month. It hasn't yeah. even been a month since he put Rudy Gobert in a sleeper hold and tried to drag him off the court, and now you've got him swinging wildly at Yusuf Nurkic. He says, "Well, I was flailing to flailing to try to to." sell the call i don't buy it and even if he was i don't think he's got that kind of leeway with the nba anymore it was a five game suspension for the uh the rudy gobert incident i can only imagine what the nba is going to do now especially given that it hasn't even been 30 days since that happened and he was suspended five games i i think the nba is going to bring the hammer down here yeah i firmly believe if this was anybody else I don't even know if they get suspended. I think the NBA says you got tossed. That's enough. You were punished enough from that. I just, I just don't know that it's even a suspension. Maybe it's a one game with Draymond. Yeah. It's probably going to get more than that because of the history. Now he, he was very clear after the last suspension when he was like, I just don't understand why I keep getting punished more when I've already served those punishments from those other incidents well it's because you keep doing it you don't learn your yeah, lesson right and my thing with this one which was weird i did not I'll hand up i went to sleep i did not see this live um so i watched it this morning i i didn't even know i didn't even check my phone or anything yet when i put the game on and watched it and then i was like holy crap and then i was like i need to go see is there stuff about this on twitter and of course there was um, a whole lot of stuff and a bunch yeah. of people had weighed in um but i was like watching it I was struck by him and Nurkic were going head to head, but outside of maybe it was 20, 30 seconds before they got a little tangled up on a rebound, but it wasn't even like a physical rebounding action. Right. And then just, yeah. And then he just calls off and belts him. Like I, like, I don't know. It's so tough. Like I, I do wonder if he immediately showed contrition after the game. He was like, I didn't mean to do it. I tell you guys if I meant to do something, he's like, I, I'm always honest. This time I'm going to tell you, I apologize to him because because I didn't mean it. So, um, yeah, so that's the kind of the, the the thing with that. So I just, I don't know. Like, I am very, like, not sure how to take this whole thing. So what's the, what what do you think the suspension? Because there's, there's a suspension coming, I think. I think it's going to happen. The last one was five games. Was this worse than the Gobert incident from a month ago? No, I, I don't think so. I just because, again, I think I, I think if it was anybody else. Like I said, I don't even know that there's a suspension or maybe there's a game. <clears throat> Excuse me. With this you could, one. You, can you make an argument that he threw a punch here? Yeah, you can. I. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean I'm and I'm not trying to like not answer your question because I really sure. I'm I'm very conflicted and it's a big part of why I'm conflicted is because it's Draymond. Like yeah. I think that is that's gonna be a major factor in this. My guess is I'll say a minimum of three games and maybe it's like another five or more games. I, I really don't know, you know, what to 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 make of how the league's gonna handle this because 
I feel like the act itself, all right, probably a game, you know, for anybody else, if that, but because it's him, he's probably going to get hit harder than anybody else would. I mean, I took this as a, he, you know, obviously he didn't turn around and look directly at him and, and, you know, sure. ball up his fist and swing yeah. at his face, but he swung wildly in the direction of his head. Um, I yeah. mean, he probably had a good sense that he was going to make contact. I don't even know why he was doing it. He said he was trying to sell a foul. I don't think I've ever seen anybody try to sell a foul the way Draymond's saying he that's that's what he was yeah. doing. Like, who would ever do that? Um, I, I'm I was think my initial gut reaction was okay. Well, if the last one was five and he just did it again, something kind of similar, isn't this going to be 10? That That's what I thought. And maybe that's crazy, be. but that was my initial gut reaction was, God, he's going to be, he's going to be gone for 10 games because now he's taking swings at guys. Um, you know, it's just people put together the compilations of all the stuff he's done over the years. Sure. And that's what the NBA is going to look at. They're going to look at how all of this adds up. But regardless, he's going to be out again for a while. And this Warriors team, they've been they've been struggling. They haven't exactly been been great. They haven't been winning the games that you would expect them to win. Um, I still think they're they're going to be a team that's right there in the end. But it's not going to help having having Draymond out for another. If it's three games, if it's ten games, if it's five, whatever it is. You're missing another one of your key guys for a while now if you're the Warriors. And and you have to wonder how if, if the Warriors are getting starting to get frustrated with this with this stuff going on here. Yeah, I brought this up with some folks today. Is if you're the Warriors, are you at a point where it is we might need to have a conversation about trading him? Yeah. <clears throat> then it becomes is someone going to trade for him, right? Like right. is someone gonna be like, all right, yeah, let's get in on this and let's try to get there. Now I think you're always going to have some team that's going to say, Hey, especially if you're selling them at a, not all that big of a cost, mm-hmm. like yeah, we're in because you know, he can come in and help us with our defense. He's still a very, very good defender, still a good screener, still a good ball mover. Uh, the rest of his game is all kind of slipped, but you got to be really careful of, you know, whether you're the warriors and I don't think they'll trade him off of this. I think if they're going to trade him, it probably is an off season thing uh, mm-hmm. versus an in season thing. But I think for them, it becomes a piece of, yeah, good luck dealing with this crap. Because what happens if, and we all know, he might pull something like this in game five of the finals, and then yep. he's gone. And then what? Now you're you know, there. And that was one of the things um, that came out of last night's game was the Warriors still trust in him as a player and his ability. But what they're struggling with is can they trust him to stay on the floor? And it feels like to me, maybe I'm wrong. It feels like to me, maybe we're at the point with Draymond. And this was something like Dennis Rodman is kind of the closest comparison I can get to here. When Dennis Rodman started losing it physically, mm-hmm. all of the antics started ramping up more and more. And, more. Uh. and it started getting you know worse uh, when he was out there. Like just a lot of the silly, stupid stuff, getting himself thrown out of games getting himself suspended. That's not even touching some of the off court stuff. But when he, when he started to lose it physically, it was like, all right, I got to amp up all the rest of this. And I kind of wonder if that's where we're getting to a Draymond. Cause he's not the same player he once was Draymond no. for what probably a five year window, at least was even if he wasn't winning defensive player of the year, every year, 
he was arguably the NBA's best defensive player. Probably the only thing that held him back was he just didn't bring it every night in the regular season because he was truly, we talk about, oh, he can switch one through five. That gets said a lot, but there's really like three guys who can do that. And he was always one of the guys who could do that. You could put him on anybody and feel good about it. You can't do that anymore. You can't guard the quicker players. He just doesn't have that anymore. So I just kind of wonder if that's leading into all this. And if you're Warriors, at what point are you like, all right, we can't put up with it anymore. It's just too much. So let's say let's say they do that. They decide they're going to put uh, Draymond on the market. And they're going to look to maybe trade him. Uh, Twenty-two point three million this year. Obviously, he'll be losing some of that due to fines and all and all of that. But that's still what's on the books. Twenty-four million next year. Twenty almost twenty-six million the year after that, and then almost twenty-eight million the year after that. Draymond currently thirty-three years old. I don't know. Like I think there would be a market. But I don't think there would be a strong market. I don't think there'd be teams tripping over themselves to get Draymond at this point, especially given that there's four years left on this deal. And if what you're saying is correct, that maybe he is starting to starting to slip a little bit here, that can go downhill very, very quickly. If I'm an, oppo- uh, an opposing team that's maybe looking to make a trade, that's looking to add to my defense, I'd be very, very careful with what I'd be willing to give up asset-wise in a deal for Draymond because there's a decent chance, in fact, you can say it's even likely, that even with the cap going up, that contract may not look great in years, especially three and four. 100%, yeah, that's going to get super messy. And then it's, are you, you're not, you don't even have the Warriors behind you history of, hey, well, we're still paying him for the titles he won us right. or was a big part of winning for us in years past. Because if you're the, you know, I don't know, the Orlando Magic and you trade for him, like you're not, you don't even have that to lean on anymore, right? You're just, all right, this guy's not good enough for his contract. And we, we don't care about all the history because it, it wasn't here. So that becomes a whole other thing, you know? So it's, 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 it's tough. I, I think one of those kind of teams might, teams that are not so great, but aren't terrible might look at it and say, well, he can be a culture guy for us. He could come in, set defense, try to teach these guys how to win and we can go from there. But yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. And do we want to move into the next guy on the warriors? Cause we got another guy on the warriors to talk about too. If you want Let's to go to that it. one. Yeah. Clay so, Thompson. Yeah, yeah. was offered a, a deal with the warriors. Uh, I believe it was what two years, forty-eight million dollar extension before the season. And it uh, but sounds like, to be clear, it, it sounds like it was forty-eight million total, right? Like not forty-eight million per year. Because if we turn down forty-eight million per year, uh, we need we need to have a conversation. Yes, uh, you know, with with Clay and his agency. But I think, um, yeah, it was forty-eight million total. Um, with that, so can kind of get why he might have said no, but. Now, uh, you might want to get that back on the table if you can. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I mean, do you, like, I understand the thought process over the summer, but based on where things are at now, you you probably want to take that if that's if that's there. And, and Clay has talked about this has bothered him. It's been a factor over the course of the season. Yep. Um, I still think I still think my preference here would be for all of these guys to retire as warriors. They've meant yep. so much to that organization. They've meant so much to that fan base. Everything. My preference would be for them to wind up retiring as warriors, them not move on from any of them, but the end is getting closer. You know, so if if it's a two-year deal and you can get something done if you're clay, do it. 
finish your career as a warrior and then and off you go with you know plenty of money in the bank and you can go whatever do whatever it is you want to do i it's hard for nba players and i, I don't pretend to know clay thompson's thinking but taking a contract that would value him at 24 million a year that's a pay cut of roughly half what he makes now it's not quite that he makes a little mm -hmm. bit less than uh or less than double 24 million but it's roughly half that's hard for guys that is that is like equally as hard as the guy who's like i gotta take a minimum contract now only certain players can do it some guys just can't they they that's just not where their mindset is right their mindset is i'm still a guy who should be at a minimum you know top 10 paid at my position if not a max guy or whatever uh my thought would be the warriors thought process probably here is like all right, well, we're going to, you're going to make roughly what Draymond makes because that's roughly the same amount, about 24, 25 million. And then we're going to go a couple years. And then if those couple years go okay, we'll go a couple years past that. And you just kind of keep treating it like that a little bit. But challenge is Clay Thompson, and I'm not saying anything he's not saying. His exact quote was, I've been playing like crap. He's absolutely right. This is the first time in his career he shot under 40%. From the field, he's at 39.7%. I know we can still pull the it's early card, but we're a quarter of the way through the season now. Yeah. He's also at a career worst, 34.3% from three. And he's averaging the second least amount of points per game that he's averaged. Um, or second fewest points per game he's averaged, to be more grammatically correct, um, since his rookie year. So basically, he's having the worst season of his career. Because yeah. rookie year, Clay was building up and becoming what he became. So he's having the worst season of his career. Is that shocking? Not at his age? No. His injury history? No. But it's still happening. And that's where the problems are going to come in is now the Warriors may be like, uh, hey, we're, we'll do $40 million over two years. And some of that is a nod to everything you've meant to us. And then that could be where this thing kind of goes sideways. And he may be like, no, then I'm, I'm out. I'll go play somewhere else. And before, because I'm with you. I want to see him finish there too. Yeah. But we are all, how do I put this? We're all in a position where it is, it more often doesn't go the fairy tale ending that we want to have. Patrick Ewing finished his career playing for Seattle and Orlando. Hakeem Olajuwon finished his career in Toronto. Tony yeah. Parker finished his career with the Hornets. Shaq's career finished in Boston after he's a mercenary. For like three seasons. It just doesn't end that way. For too many of these guys. right? Not everybody gets to have the Kobe. And the Dirk and the Tim Duncan ending. Um, that, that they want. right? It's just not how it goes. So it's. I don't know that it's going to go that way for Clay Because I don't know that he's going to. Take so much less from the Warriors. When it would be easier to change teams. And take less. That also sounds crazy too. But that's a thing. For a lot of these guys, it's like, well, if I want to change teams to go to the Lakers, all they can give me is the non-taxpayer mid-level. So in order to go there, that's what I had to do versus, yeah. well, you could have taken that amount from the Warriors and stayed. It's like you could sell it to yourself and to everybody else. Like I wanted to be here and that's where it gets tough. And I'm only using the Lakers because I know there's already connections being made. Sure. Michael Thompson. Else, but, but I, you know, who knows what happens with that, but yeah, man, I, I, I think we're going to see him play in, for another team. I don't think it's going to end with the Warriors. Well, and again, we'll see if the Warriors ultimately decide to make a move with him, if they trade him or what this looks like. But um, 
man, it, it's the thing not been a good season for the Warriors so far compared to their you know lofty expectations. That's for sure. All right, let's talk about the new uh, NBA media rights deal. Um, the NBA is looking at a hundred to one hundred and fifty percent increased uh, last year's deal, and may have up to five partners. And Keith, I hear that, and I instantly go back to what I always talk about whenever this comes up: is I don't want to have to go to fifty different portals to watch games at any given week. I want to be able to go to one spot, watch all the games, get rid of this blackout nonsense. And I know a lot of fans are, are with me on that. Obviously, the business side of it doesn't agree with that, though. So the NBA, they're going to sell off, off off their media rights. That's coming. It's going to be a big increase. Business is good. But for the user experience, for fans, I, I think we're going to still be stuck in blackout hell and you know all the games on all these different places that you have to have streaming. And, and I think somebody is going to be streaming the games. I know you can get some of them on, on Max now, but uh, games are going to be on a streaming platform. Maybe the in-season tournament winds up on a streaming platform. All of this is coming uh, with this new TV rights deal. So I'm really curious to see how this plays out. Good that the NBA is going to be making more money. Good for the salary cap. Good for the players. Good for good for everybody else. What does all this mean for the fans? Might I don't know that it's going to necessarily improve the fan experience in terms of watching games. Could actually go the other way. I'm with you. I'm nervous about it. I don't like So let me tell a real example. Last yeah. Thursday... We've got the in-season tournament games on. The Patriots are playing. I, everybody can save the jokes. I know they're terrible and they stink, and somehow they managed to actually win that game for mm -hmm. whatever dumb reason they had. <laughs> um, but they, I didn't watch a second of the Pats game because that means I get to boot up Amazon Prime. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But I can't. I couldn't switch back and forth to the in-season tournament game very easily, mm -hmm. right? That means now I get to go to the, right, I generally watch uh, Amazon Prime through a Fire Stick. So now I get to change the input on the TV. It's just, it's more of a hassle than I want to deal with. So I'm fine. I don't think it's going to go this way. We're not that far removed. What, we're like five-ish years removed from TNT. Remember, they used to be the only games on Thursday night. They'd yeah. be like, there's two TNT games and there'd be nothing else. Then the NBA was like, we can't keep carving out nights that are so exclusive. Creates and too many back to backs. Travel and reduce back to backs and all that stuff. So everybody's yeah. like, the right thing to do. But that's still fine because for me, the way I consume the game, and I, I know a lot of people are like, well, nobody has cable anymore. It's just not true. Still, more than half the people watch via some form of cable or satellite than than don't. But. I, I can watch the TNT game and flip back and forth very easily on direct TV to the league pass games with no problem. Cause it's all one program, if you will, or one system to watch. I don't want to have to, all right, well to watch this game, I got to pull up Amazon prime or I got to pull up Apple TV. And then mm -hmm. that, if they want to like, Hey, they have this exclusive window tonight is just them or Sunday night games or there's only one of sure. them and it's on this or a Sunday afternoon pack or whatever it is that I'm fine with. Cause then I can go there for the one game. I just don't want to get stuck with now I got to switch between two different you know, systems to be able to watch like it's, and that's not great for anybody. Now I realize I'm complaining and griping as a one to 5% viewer of the NBA yeah. that flips between a million different games. So for a lot of people, it's probably not a big deal. They're going to get, 
I get my home games, however I get them in my home market. Then I'm going to get my other thing. The blackouts, I'm with you. That, though, is going to change. Like, you got to get with the FCC and all that stuff because there's a lot. People want to rip the NBA for it. It's not just their decision, right? This impacts. There's there's whole broadcast laws and other stupid yeah. stuff that, quite frankly, is all antiquated and dumb and doesn't matter anymore. But if you ever really want to listen to it, talk to somebody about the way they handle soccer in England in yep. their exclusive window. There's not a single game on TV. Because it's because they're trying to force everybody to go to whatever their local game is, and that in your local game might be a fifth division team that you know plays you know ten miles away, like that. That might be it, and you can't watch you know uh, Manchester City play Chelsea because because you did that not in the window. But anyway, it that part of it sucks, and that's where hopefully all these sports leagues eventually will get it through. Of like. I don't think people are skipping out on going to the Orlando Magic game just to watch the Orlando Magic at TV on TV anymore. I don't think yeah. that's a thing. Like, you, no, you it's a different experience. For people to see. Yeah, yeah, we got to make it easier for people to consume the game. It's in a lot of ways, people who live in Europe, which is the opposite of the soccer, have an advantage. Said, they have an advantage where, like, we have an advantage. Like Premier League, I can watch every Premier League game I want because yeah. I have Peacock and I can watch it either. USA, NBC, or I can put it on Peacock and see every game if I want to. They they can't do that, but they can for the NBA. So it's just weird with all that stuff. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Bigger parts for this. So up to five partners, you got to believe it, it says three would be traditional, like so cable type partners. And TNT, TNT ESPN. ESPN. Yeah. Yep. And then who knows who else jumps in. And they said two would likely be streaming only. So you're talking Amazon, Apple. They tried to sell some version to Netflix at some point. Who knows yeah. what that looks like? So it's just how does that get put together? The other big part of the media rights deal is there was a lot of talk, if we go back a couple years ago, that they were going to get 200% increase over what they make now, which is mm -hmm. I think it's about $2.6 if I'm right. $2.66 billion. Um, they're now – teams are prepping for 100 to 150%. So not quite as high, but still, you know, a mat, rather massive increase that's coming. That, the regional sports deals, all that stuff that's led to a little bit of the softness of the NBA's salary cap projections for next season. Of Hey, we may not jump all the way up to the full 10% we can. So those are just things we'll keep monitoring and covering, you know, as they all come together. But Hey, yeah, who knows where this all goes? Yeah, that's something that is uh, is worth keeping an eye on. And remember, expansion, that's coming after all of this gets done. So yeah. the media rights deal has to get done first. Um, Let's talk one other thing, because I don't think yeah. we put it on the show notes. Um, team values are way up. Um, yes. Uh, Sportico did a thing on the um, team values. Let me pull up uh, the, where I saw that. Um, just also while I'm pulling that up, it's now been reported Mark Cuban is going to keep 25% of the Mavs. So we had wondered, like, how much is he going to own uh, there? Uh, NBA mm -hmm. teams are worth $4 billion on average. That's 33% from a year ago that that's up, which is wild. Right. Like that's crazy. But part of that is labor peace. You've got this new TV deal coming. You've got this other stuff. So that's, you know, the, the big you know stuff there. Uh, the Warriors were the valued as the most valuable franchise at eight point three billion. The Knicks seven point four. The Lakers seven point three. 
Um, those were the top three. I think Boston was fourth at like five point something. Um, but four billion is, is the average. So uh, just yeah, if anybody's wondering, like, yeah, the league's healthy and the league's going to get a lot of money for these expansion teams when they yeah. come in because they're generally the average plus a little bit more because the plus a little bit more is you're paying this much because this is what a team is worth. And then the plus a little bit more comes in. You got to pay the other, in this case, 30 teams to grant them and grant for them to grant you access into, into the club. So I think expansion teams are probably going to go for about four and a half billion. If I had to guess. And the NBA gets to, gets to take in that money and say, thank you very all much. Too. None yep. of that goes to the players. Those expansion fees only go to ownership. So Man. now players benefit because there's, you know, more jobs. You're going to have sure. more TV market, you know, all the stuff that comes with that. They would obviously benefit from the expansion, but yeah, it's uh We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah. <laughs> That's 9 billion bucks coming in split 30 ways. That's a pretty good work if you can get it, I guess. Yeah, that, that's a nice chunk of change there. Nice chunk of change. Okay. Um, speaking of money coming in, uh, the Thunder are going to be yeah. getting a new arena. Uh, good timing here because this is a team on the rise. This is a team that looks like they have a very bright future. They still have all the picks to, to work with and, and a really good team right now. So exciting future for them, and they will be getting a new arena in OKC. Now, I haven't actually been to the Thunders Arena in Oklahoma City. Have you I been there and seen, and seen the shape that it's in? I haven't. I know it's a little older. It's um, it's a little, uh, like, some of the things that are smaller, like the concourses and some of that stuff. I know it's not. Like, they, they, they've been pushing for a new one almost since the team relocated, which is crazy. That was like 20 years ago now. Mm -hmm. um, so they, they, they've been kind of pushing for, for that for a while. So, so yeah, I, I don't know. Um, you know, what the, the impetus with this, I always feel a little weird when it's taxpayers are going to pay for it yeah. um, with this. So it's a six year penny sales tax starts in uh, 2028. Um, it'll be they let's see if I've got this right. Uh, estimated minimum cost of 900 million. 
City will use at least $850 million in taxpayer funds with the Thunder contributing $50 million. When we just said the teams are worth, you know, an average of four billion, and they're probably on the lower side because if you've got the Warriors are worth eight billion, somebody's got to be worth less. Yeah. Um, but I, that feels a little gross to me. Like I don't know, it feels like we should use eight hundred and fifty million on other stuff. But I read and watched a lot of stuff, and if you've watched a Thunder game on League Pass, you've seen the commercials because clearly the team was like pushing people go out and vote, go out and vote. Yeah, and there were a lot of like one guy talks in that length in one of the commercials. He's like, "I own a bar near near the like where they're gonna build the new arena." Sounds like it's going where the other one is. He's like, "I survive off events there and Thunder games and all that stuff." So he's like, "It's you know this is this is important to me that we don't." not build the arena and the team leaves. I think it's 2050. Now that they, after this gets built, they'll, they agree to stay, which sounds like it's forever away, but that's like 27 years away. So it's not like, you know, crazy amounts of time. So, so we'll see, you know, on that one. And then uh, the wizards, we, we didn't put this on the thing either. There's just a lot going on. Wizards uh, announced that they're looking at moving to Northern Virginia. So that's another thing. So uh, they'd probably presumably still be the Washington Wizards. I think they're just moving the other side of the river, um, yeah. if you will. But, uh, but yeah, that's a whole other thing that's going on. So there's just a lot happening with this stuff. But it's, you so know, I think everybody's on. looking at, hey, we're, we're, we get all this money coming in. Now's the time to start doing some of these things if that's where we want to go. Start fixing things up. Around the house. That's what they're yeah. looking at. Or um, fixing up with 85, uh, 850 million of somebody else's money. Yeah. The, and little, just little, if anybody's concerned, it passed by 70%. So it wasn't even close. Like yeah. that's a landslide in terms of uh, voting measures. So. so citizens were very much in favor of it. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Jazz will be without Jordan Clarkson for a couple of weeks due to a hamstring issue. You know, I, I look at the Jazz. I think they're a team that that could be very active come the trade deadline. Jordan Clarkson, maybe a player that teams will have interest in. So interesting. So this is something to keep an eye on. We're going to start getting really into the thick of trade season. Obviously, December 15th, a couple of days away right now. That's when a good chunk of the league becomes trade eligible. And then January 15th, another date, which sees a, a number of players become trade eligible. So usually it's about mid-January when we really get full force into trade season. So this is, you know, every injury that pops up now, we always kind of have to keep that slant in mind because let's say this hamstring injury lingers and becomes a four-week thing. Well, maybe then it, it can impact trade talks. So just something to keep an eye on here. But uh, but two weeks, no Jordan Clarkson for the Jazz. Obviously, they're not having a great season, uh, but they are still in that, that building process right now. Yeah, the Jazz are in a little bit of a weird place. And if people haven't followed closely – if you followed them at all last year, you were like, they were really good. And then kind of yeah. fell out late. This year is a lot more like what I think they thought last year would be like. They're, they're not good, but they're not God awful either. They're just kind of a rebuilding team. They've also had a lot of injuries this year. They've various guards have been out. Lori Markinen's missed a good amount of time. Uh, John Collins was out recently. Walker Kessler has missed several games. So they're in a spot in Utah where it's just, it, it's not very good for them right now. So I, I would, I, I'm not going to say they're going to full scale sell off a bunch of pieces, mm -hmm. but I also wouldn't rule out like, like you said, like a Clarkson trade, you know, maybe move another vet or two on the roster. I think that's all in play uh, mm -hmm. for the jazz. Cause I think it's really like still last year is, I think they're very smartly saying 
it was kind of an anomaly. We're not really there. And the lack of success this year kind of backs that. Whereas like the Thunder or the Magic, who showed really great signs of progress and now have really taken the next step, for them, they're in a, just a different part of the rebuild trajectory where Utah is just much more on the front end of it. So, so we'll see. Utah, just oddly enough, since we're on the topic, they look like the best chance for both San Antonio and Detroit to snap their losing streaks. Yep. Um, that they're on because they, they both have games against the Jazz coming up fairly soonish. So we'll, we'll we'll see those uh just for those those keeping track at home, uh the the Pistons extended it to twenty straight losses and the Spurs are at seventeen straight. Yikes! So not well, very good. Let me tell you the, the the Lakers tonight. Now normally we would say oh the Lakers are definitely going to beat the Spurs. They may very well be without both LeBron and Anthony Davis for, for tonight's game. So we will see what happens. See. What happens there? San Antonio, I think, would be licking their chops if that was the case and doing everything they can to make tonight the end of their losing streak. But yeah, these teams have been bad. Are they? Is that concerning at all for the league that you've got two teams that are, that have been this bad? I don't know about for the league. I think it's it's concerning for those teams. Now, San Antonio. You've got one Binyama, so that's kind of that's gonna paper over a lot of your problems there. Where it's a little like, all right, we can kind of still figure it out around him because he's been mm-hmm. great. Um, Detroit, that one's getting a lot harder. I, I don't, yeah, it's it's. I don't know for the league because this is not egregious tanking. No, it's just bad. <laughs> like there's like I've been trying to tell people like these teams are just bad because if they were tanking, it'd be things like. Like tonight's game, oh, Wembenyama's not playing, right? Like that'd be a thing, right? Yeah. Like, oh, he's not going to play. And Devin Vassell's not going to play and all this stuff if they were tanking. But the reality is they've both been so bad, they don't need to do that, right? You you, you, you don't need to do that right now because because in the new world, you're only going to be in the bottom three. Yeah. And these two teams in Washington, you're pretty close to establishing. I think we're there. A clear now, bottom here. three, yeah. Yeah, and the Wizards are just kind of funny too because the Wizards are on a five-game losing streak and they're three and nineteen. And I gotta wonder if some days they wake up and they're like, "Thank God for the Spurs and Pistons," because no one's really noticed, right? How terrible we are. So, I mean, yeah, you, you mentioned you mentioned that the the Wizards are three and nineteen, the Spurs are three and nineteen, the Pistons are two and twenty-one, and it feels like it's the Grand Canyon between the Wizards at three and nineteen. And the Blazers at six and sixteen, which is the next closest record. Like to make up for for any of those three teams to make up three games in the win column, even this early in the season. God, I mean, you can't yeah, help it. Really it's, it's, it's it's crazy to say it, but it, that sounds almost like insurmountable, even like 30 percent of the way into the season. And this draft will develop. We'll we'll do something on when we have a lighter day i'll do some stuff because i watched a lot of the draft guy guys in the draft recently so we'll just do a little bit of draft talk one day um but it is it's not a great draft like there is no like holy cow there's a Wembenyama. there's mm-hmm. not even apollo bancaro jabari smith uh chet holmgren trio right now it yeah. will develop the draft will look better by the time we get there it always does but there is nobody that these teams are like gotta bottom out for that dude like it just—it's not a thing. Like they, these these teams are just bad. They're just terrible, terrible teams. And in the case of the Pistons, and God, this sounds like sacrilege with the Spurs—they're not well coached. Like I can't. I, 
San Antonio is like, they are determined. It's remember that commercial. It was on, God, it's probably going to be 10, 15 years ago. And it's yeah. a kid. And then he becomes a mechanic and he's trying to, trying to fix a car engine. And then they show him when he's a kid, they're like, this is how he was always. And the other, and his like friends, like just keep hitting it. It'll fit as he tries to hammer a square peg into a round hole. And it's like, that's what the Spurs are doing with a lot of their lineup stuff. They've got Jeremy Sohan at point guards. Just to, just keep hitting it. It'll fit. Like it's not, it's not a thing. It's not going to be a thing as you're fond of saying, stop trying to make fetch happen. Like it's not going to happen. So like, I don't get it, but yeah, man. And the Pistons just, I, God, I don't really want it. It's a mess. That's, a, that's a whole factory of sadness I don't care to visit today. Yeah, no. All right, let's let's get to this then. Your, your Celtics, they waived Nathan Knight. He sounds like guy. it's, it's yeah. a superhero name. Yeah, it is, kind of. Yeah, right? you could see that. Yeah, that could be like, I don't know. That's I know it's not his name. Yes, I've watched the show, but that could be like Moon Knight's like it's easy, awesome. right? Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's it's alliterative, even though it's yeah. a it's a K for Knight, but still Nathan Knight, you've got that alliteration there. It sounds it sounds like that's his, you know, that's his daily like he's a mil, he's millionaire Nathan Knight by day and, and by yeah. night he's you know he's Batman or something, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he's that's what you would expect from from that. Moon Knight would make some sense, obviously, but yeah. but man, that guy like Certain people, you just go that. That's a superhero name. He's he may have the most superheroist superhero <laughs> name ever. And done basketball talk with Nathan. Right? Um, <laughs> he was. <Sorry>. A, <laughs> I went way off there. You went normally. It's me who drags the train way off the tracks, and you 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 took care of it this time. Um, he is. He was on a two-way with Boston. Had not appeared in a game with the Celtics this year. I think he was only active for a couple of games uh, this season. So what you're going to see is you're going to see some movement with teams on their two-way spots because we've got the G League Showcase next week. So you're going to see some movement with that where teams might be opening up a spot for the showcase or to pick up a guy out of the showcase that really shows out and plays well. We saw recently, we didn't talk about it, but uh, Washington made a move where they released John Butler and they signed Jules Bernard. Uh, Bernard's like a six foot six wing who was playing really well uh, for the Capital City Go-Go, which is the Wizards G League team. Um, so they snapped him up and I'm guessing that was done in part so no one else could. Like it was, let's get this guy signed now. And then we're roughly a month-ish, a little less now, about three weeks out from 10-day contracts being a thing around the league. So you'll start seeing some movement with these teams two ways. So that's why we kind of wanted to throw this one in there. But Nathan Knight can play. He's, he's been a solid uh, four or five guy. He's a little undersized at the five, but um, he was problem at the four. Doesn't really have the range or the foot speed that teams want now. He's a little undersized at the five, so it's just kind of kind of a man caught in no man's land uh, as far as the league goes. Well, he's caught in no man's land for now until he gets exposed to radioactive chemicals and then he gains his superpowers. Then, then he will truly come into his own. Maybe um, glow green. It'll be like the Green Knight or something. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And I like the Celtics it. have to resign him, right? The, right? They yeah. they'd have to at that point. They'd have to. All right, well. Trevor and I's comic book will be out soon, guys. Just, just be on the lookout. <laughs> <laughs> the Green Knight starring Nathan Knight. Here we go. All right. Meanwhile, Nathan Knight's going to get people over and be like, hey, cool, man. You're going to be in a comic? He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what what Everybody happened? Everybody tweet at him and call him the Green Knight and ask him when his comic comes out. There you go. There you go. 
All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining the show. Make sure that you do subscribe to the YouTube channel. Don't forget to follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.